The word multimedia is the use of a variety of artistic or communicative media using more than one medium of expression or communication. Café is a type of establishment that serves coffee and is known as a place where information can be exchanged. The following is the audio version of the Multimedia Café. And a happy Monday to you folks. Welcome to the Multimedia Café. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you for coming to the school. Join the conversation here at the Multimedia Café, a place where you never know who you're going to run into or what we're going to talk about. Well, we've got a great show for you today, folks. Let me tell you what. Well, first of all, let's talk a little bit about the Multimedia Cafe. It's Monday. We need to reset the week. Very quickly now, we've been on for going on three months now here with the new brand, the new title as we transitioned from the name Coffee and Capitalism, where we talked a little bit more about business. Uh, and in the business show, we kind of grew into a business and lifestyle show, and then from there, it just became evident that so much of it intertwined. Because really, when you think about it, if you have a job or a student loan or a car payment or a credit card payment or a mortgage, essentially your life is kind of like a small business. So a lot of the business owners and a lot of the just people trying to live their daily lives intertwined with their information and their content, if you will. And so we kind of said, you know what, let's broaden our name to the Multimedia Cafe since really turns into cafe talk. What we do is we talk with experts here, but we talk about the things that are important to you and your family in a roundabout sort of way. And we do it through a multimedia way of presentation. So we do it on the phone, we do it on Skype, we do it on oh, face-to-face. We present the interviews in all kinds of different ways. Or I should say we gather the interviews in all kinds of ways. And we bring them to you here on the radio. Or maybe you're listening to us streaming on the internet. Or maybe it's a downloaded podcast that you're accessing us to. Well, there's a lot of different ways to get our, get the content in today's world. And by the way, at this point, I'd like to thank you very much for choosing us here at the Crude Life Media Network here, the Multimedia Cafe, part of the Crude Life Media Network. But we do have exclusive interviews here. So you're not going to hear these interviews anywhere else except for within the Crude Life Media Network umbrella, which the multimedia cafe is a part of now another thing i want to point out is we have this social media thing going on so if you'd like to go and help out our social media numbers we'd appreciate it very much go to the crudelife.com click on the social media tab now we've got about a dozen pages you know you got your youtubes and your facebook's and your tweeters and your twitters and all kinds of different things plus with our crude life we've got a couple other ones you know we've got shale plays across the country plus the multimedia cafe so there's a few of the things that we'd like you to you know just take a look at and if you like it follow it subscribe to it share it whatever the the social thing is that people do these days i'm kind of a little bit anti-social to be honest i don't do much on the social media these days did it for a while and then I just uh, didn't do it much anymore. So I, but we do a lot with it in terms of uh, distribution of our information and interviews and news and information. So if you like the interviews and you like the stuff that we're putting out, well then subscribe, follow, etc. And you don't have to, you know, do everything. But um, there might be a few of them that you might be interested in. So check it out, folks. Okay, now, what do we got on today's program? This juicy story up in North Dakota with the Western Area Water Supply. Man, this thing does not go away. So, Dwayne Sand, he's with North Star Water. 
He's also a former candidate for the U.S. House. He discusses the water industry and how the state of North Dakota decided to turn into the water business after the Bakken boom. So there was a downturn in energy prices, and the state flexed its muscles, basically, to capture market share. Well, the taxpayers and the businesses, I should say the taxpaying businesses, suffered to compete. So interesting story that happened in North Dakota, and so we're going to talk to Dwayne Sand about that a little bit. Uh, he kind of gives us a history of what is happening up there in that one of the many Hatfields and McCoys happening up there in the state of North Dakota where the government just continues to compete with small business. Man, every time I turn around, I got somebody emailing me or calling me or texting me or stopping me on the street saying, you have to do the story on XYZ because the state of North Dakota is in this business now and they're in this business now. And I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. So today it's the water business. Look at that. Did you even know that was a business? They're in the water business. So, Interesting story coming up with Dwayne Sand, North Star Water, talking about the water business and the government brouhaha, Hatfield McCoy. Okay, this is the Multimedia Cafe. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you very much for joining us here today. Let's take a look at the clock, see where we're at. Well, we should take a quick break. We come back, we'll get into it. Dwayne Sand, North Star Water, right here on the Multimedia Cafe. My hands are holding here in my side Whenever you fall in the dead of night Whenever you call and please don't fight These hands that are holding you And my hands are holding you Here in my side, my hands are holding Jason Spies, the most trusted voice in the Bakken. I totally agree with you, and the word that you brought into this is fact. You tell the facts, and then you let people make up their own minds. If you want someone who's competent, you don't want to get a bunch of rookies. Love listening to Jason Spies on the radio, and if I miss him there, I catch him online. Let's bring in Jason Spies, who is a multimedia journalist in North Dakota. Um, Jason, what's your thought on this? No one does an interview like Jason Spies. Welcome back to the Multimedia Cafe. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you, folks, for pulling up a stool and joining the conversation right here at the Multimedia Cafe, a place where you never know who you're going to run into or what we're going to talk about. Coming up next, we have Dwayne Sand with North Star Water. Dwayne Sand, uh, uh, President and CEO of North Star Water and White Horse Water, um, captain in the Navy, father, husband, live in Bismarck, North Dakota. All right, great, outstanding. Thank you for joining the program today. Uh, what we're continuing our series on the water industry, kind of a unique topic uh, for a lot of people. Let's start off with how long have you been doing the, the water industry? I've been involved since early 2012 full-time. So it's uh, going on my sixth year here very shortly, but it's been a very, very busy and rapidly changing business world uh, up there in the Bakken. How exactly does the water industry work, just in, in very, you know, elementary terms? I mean, people probably don't even realize that is an industry, or do people think it is an industry, I guess? Well, clearly everybody who knows, who reads newspapers, I would imagine, and watches TV at a minimum knows that the oil industry uses a lot of fresh water for fracking. That's how the 
shale clays in America, uh, obviously, especially the Bakken, are developed with fracturing of the shale and the resulting oil and gas that come up from 10,000 feet below. Over the, you know, it's been a, a huge uh, evolution of the water business, so to speak. Um, in the early days, starting in 2009 and 10, you know, usually uh, oil companies without any infrastructure, water infrastructure, would truck. And, and we know those stories. There were thousands and thousands more trucks in North Dakota just five years ago than there are now. And that was primarily how water got delivered to oil pads back when there was only one oil well per oil pad. And, you know, these days, after five years of, of sustained growth before the big downturn, uh, myself included, we've built, you know, there's been hundreds of miles of fresh water pipe put in the ground uh, that come from all different sources, primarily uh, Lake Sakakalia and Missouri River, Little Missouri River, Yellowstone River, and some large, you know, inland lakes uh, in North Dakota. And... And they go to distribution centers called CDP, Central Delivery Points, and from there they're smaller pipelines or trucks or, or long lay-flat hoses, which is something that hadn't hasn't been in North Dakota in, but for three years. You know, miles and miles of this 8- and 10-inch and sometimes 12-inch um, largely rubber fiber mix uh, hose that lays flat when empty. Uh, which can pump up to 40 to 50 to 60 barrels per minute, uh, is set up between CDPs and world packs. Mr. Dwayne San, I'm going to ask you to hold that thought for just a moment. We're going to take a quick pause. We come back, we'll continue the conversation with Dwayne Sand with North Star Water. My name is Jason Spies, and this is the Multimedia Cafe. A shady deal gone sour. In a moment, one lay dead A tear trickled on down my face And blood poured from his head And I'm five miles to Memphis And I'm, I'm dead Meridian Energy Group of Belfield, North Dakota, is building the most technologically advanced oil refinery on the planet, the Davis Refinery, a project designed to achieve emission control levels the industry has never seen before. The Davis Refinery, working for North Dakota. Meridian Energy Group. Welcome back to the Multimedia Cafe. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you, folks, for pulling up a stool and joining the conversation right here at the Multimedia Cafe, a place where you never know who you're going to run into or what we're going to talk about. Coming up next, we continue the conversation with Dwayne Sand with North Star Water, talking about the water business in North Dakota and how the government is flexing his muscles against some of the small businesses and taxpayers trying to compete. Uh, which can pump up to 40 to 50 to 60 barrels per minute. Uh, is set up between CDPs and oil pads. And that takes a tremendous amount of investment. So there's been an industry, a business that started up to support oil companies in fracking. And uh, it's 
it's, uh, you know, the more and more wells that are fracked lately, uh, largely since 2014, when oil wells would use about 80 to 90,000 barrels per well for fracking, uh, typically nowadays there's none that are really, very few that are under 200 or 250,000 barrels. And, and that's because the oil industry has found out that excuse me, the more fresh water they use, uh, the more oil they get. You have an industry established. Um, you've been doing it for a while. And I wanted to ask you about uh, the water, Western Area Water Supply Authority, WAS. That, that got created over the last, I don't know, whatever it was, five, six years. Did that have any impact on, on your business? I was talking to uh, um, a gentleman that it did and so is, is is that the same with yours since you're in the same industry as uh was is yeah well that's a great question jason and that's why i'm so glad you're doing this interview and getting the word out uh, this story of the western area water supply is probably the biggest story of government intrusion into private business since the state of north dakota created the bank of north dakota the only state-owned bank in america or the mill and elevator, state-owned mill and elevator, <clears throat> excuse me, the only one of that, again, that's in the country. The state of North Dakota in 2011, the legislature um, spent literally tens and tens of millions of dollars creating another political subdivision called the Western Area Water Supply Authority. And, and, and the intent was good at first. It was to bring, the stated goal was to bring water to rural North Dakotans. Uh, that's a great and noble goal. And, you know, there's a lot of farmers and ranchers, uh, even today, who still don't have uh, water, uh, a reliable source of non-well water, uh, from a central uh, location like, like the Western Area Water Supply would provide. That. And it's the same that's been created out in eastern North Dakota for years and years and years, and to include the Southwest Water District, out of Dickinson, which has been supplying water for 20 years to farmers and ranchers all around southwestern North Dakota. The difference is the legislature in 2011 uh, decided that uh, they would give the Western Water Supply, it's called laws, the authority to sell industrial water at 11 different truck depots in northwestern North Dakota. And that water, which when there was a lot of trucking going on, was uh, you know, a, a good idea to help out the industry who was running into potentially, they thought at that time, a shortage of water. Well, what happens with every government program is it happened with this program. It's grown and grown, and in 2013, particularly in 15, whereas, the, whereas WAS and their board of directors tried to literally... Uh, make it illegal for private citizens to sell water within 10 miles of these truck depots. They changed their tactic. When that was defeated in, in the legislature, they changed their tactic and they uh, then decided that they could sell industrial water anywhere from any piece of pipe they put in the ground. And you have to understand, so the taxpayers are spending, spending millions and millions of dollars, tens of millions of dollars, uh, to grow wise, which is primarily supposed to bring water to farmers and ranchers, 
uh, it soon became the primary mission of WISE to bring water to oil companies and bypass and ignore farmers and ranchers. And they're doing it, uh, you know, taxpayers' expense, competing with taxpayers and private industry. And on top of it, you know, they're paying uh, a fraction, a, you know, a 1%, 2% fraction of the cost of in what we spend in right-of-ways and easements across private land. So they've not only been empowered to be in, in uh, competition with us, but to do it at such a lower cost with, you know, subsidized taxpayer water that it's put a tremendous strain and put several independent water providers out of business. At one point, they actually tried to make it make a regulation so that private water companies could not sell to oil and gas, or was it within a certain mile range of something? Or what? What, what was that? Can you clarify that a little bit? Or I'm, I'm trying to write that down. Hang on one second. Um, okay, go ahead. Yeah, in the 2011, uh, I'm sorry, in the 2013 legislature, uh, the Several bills were introduced by legislators who were supportive of laws to literally, by state code, make it illegal for independent water providers to provide water within 10 miles, a 10-mile radius of these truck depots. And, I mean, that's clearly uh, not right. It's clearly an infraction of of, uh, rights that every citizen has. And it's clearly socialism. And it was defeated pretty easily, but the push kept coming, and then the following legislature in 2015, they changed their tactic completely and testified. I was testifying in the Senate at the same same committee meeting that they they had decided that uh, effective in 2015, any piece of pipe they'd put in the ground, and they'd, they'd put hundreds of miles in the ground, that they could and would sell industrial water to any location, build them directly to oil pads in, in direct competition with independent water providers and do it at a fraction of the cost. So there's many people talking about lawsuits now. We're trying to collect data on the losses uh, because of laws in the private industry. But again, it's a huge story. No one's really reported on the significance of it and what it actually does in with regards to competition in the private marketplace. As I said, it's it's the biggest growth of a socialist type uh, political subdivision directly in competition with private industry since the creation of the Bank of North Dakota and the state-owned mill and elevator. So I wanted to ask you about WAS and the competition and the funding of it. So my understanding is is that WAS is paid by the taxpayers. So the independent um, businesses, they pay taxes. So in theory, they are funding their competition. And also that was there going to be some sort of tax that, and maybe this is the uh, HB 1020, um, a bill that's introduced, but I, I'm, I'm I need clarification on this. But it sounds like they're going to tax the private water companies to fund WAS, which is their competition. Which means, simple terms, 
are they trying to create a tax that is going to fund the competition of the private people? Yeah, this, so this is the other big story, Jason. Another good reason why I'm, you know, another reason why I'm so happy you're doing this, this article. More people need to know this. So, you know, especially people who vote for Republicans in, in Bismarck. I'm a Republican, and the Republican Party still stands for you know, less taxes, smaller government. As we all know, there's been billions of dollars uh, spent uh, in 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 uh, the last uh, ten years, way over the budgets. We're up. I think the official count is somewhere 350 percent of general fund budget growth since. Dwayne Sand, I'm going to ask you to hold that thought one more time, or we take a quick pause. We'll come back in just a moment. Water. You're listening to Jason Spies right here on the Multi-Media Cafe. I was two years old when John Lennon died. I was two years old when John Lennon Meridian Energy Group of Belfield, North Dakota, is building the most technologically advanced oil refinery on the planet, the Davis Refinery, a project designed to achieve emission control levels the industry has never seen before. The Davis Refinery, working for North Dakota. MeridianEnergyGroupInc.com. Jason Spies, the most trusted voice in the Bakken. I totally agree with you, and the word that you brought into this is fact. You tell the facts. And then you will let people make up their own minds. If you want someone who's competent, you don't want to get a bunch of rookies. Love listening to Jason Spies on the radio. And if I miss him there, I catch him online. Let's bring in Jason Spies, who is a multimedia journalist in North Dakota. Um, Jason, what's your thought on this? No one does an interview like Jason Spies. Back to the Multimedia Cafe. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you, folks, for pulling up a stool and joining the conversation right here at the Multimedia Cafe, a place where you never know who you're going to run into or what we're going to talk about. Coming up next, we continue the conversation with Dwayne Sand with North Star Water, talking about the water business in North Dakota and how the government is flexing his muscles against some of the small businesses and taxpayers trying to compete. In in, in uh, the last uh, 10 years, way over the budgets, we're up. I think the official count is somewhere 350 percent of general fund budget growth since 2009. And you would expect there to be some because we've had a huge revenue increase because of oil and, and back in 2007 and not especially in the egg market when uh, we had high commodity prices. Well, you know, the Republicans in power have just decided uh, not to admit they've overspent uh, and, and and now come up with ways to, you know, feed their spending frenzy uh, by creating new taxes. And, and that's in addition to every fee pretty much in the state from, you know, hunting licenses to driver's licenses have been increased. We all know that in the last four or five years. But now they've created... And come up with ideas to tax, and, and, and I'm sorry, let me back up and just say, remember two years ago that they they cut basically a percent off of the 
uh, extraction and gross production taxes for oil companies, trying to give the dividend, spread the dividend around. And that was <laughs> that was their solution, how feeble it was to begin with. Now they're basically putting a new tax back on the oil industry, primarily, though, directly to the, the independent water providers to pay for the organization, the, the political subdivision, WISE, that was created to be in competition with them because they have overgrown, overspent. Literally 30% of their budget has been spent on engineering consulting fees with AE2S out of Grand Forks. That's another huge story I hope someone looks into. But they've spent themselves into so much debt, growing their pipelines to feed the oil industry, not properly paying the right amount of attention to farmers and ranchers. And they're asking the independent businessmen and women to pay for the growth of a socialist government program, water delivery uh, subdivision, that's in direct competition with them because the government program is bankrupt. So it's, it's really a big story. I hope that more people will pay attention to it. And as I was saying, those people who've been voting Republican, expecting Republicans to constrain the growth of government and keep taxes low, they're the people who are doing this. To include now this new idea, in addition to this water tax, <clears throat> to state-owned casinos. As if I've not heard more predictions. I came from the House Majority Leader this session. Hold on, hold on a second. You broke up there at the end. Just saying that, I mean, the, the legislature, these Republicans who are empowered by three to one, are coming up with new tax increases instead of, instead of paring back the size and growth of government. They're coming up with new tax increases, which is not only contra contradictory to the Republican Party platform, but it's contradictory to how we operate in North Dakota. And so, you know, whether it's a tax on water, which is what House Bill 1020 is, to pay for a government water business that's going bankrupt, that's put in competition with independents, or creating state-owned casinos. They're both bad ideas, but they're coming out of the leadership of the Republican Party and the legislature. So let me ask you about the beginning of, of the uh, Western Area Water Supply Authority, WAS, if you will, um, my, my my understanding was is that this was a pretty controversial project out of the gate, but because the intention was there, it, it passed. D do you recall what some of the controversial aspects of this project was out of the gate? Well, I you know, I didn't tell you, I didn't state in the opening dialogue, but I'm, I'm the co-chairman or the vice chairman of the Independent Water Provider, so which there were 100 members five years ago, and and we tear down because of consolidations and bankruptcies. Uh, but, you know, originally we testified in 2011 that the creation of the Western Area Water Supply uh, was good, but that the revenue earnings from industrial water sales, uh, which is what we provide, independents provide, need to be constrained to just those truck depots, those 11 truck depots. Uh, but with every, as with almost every government program, you know, there's growth and growth and growth. And we call it mission creep. There's different terminology for it. Uh, so the Western Air Water Supply trying to empower themselves and make more money because they were not, uh, they were spending more money than they were taking in. 
uh, came up with laws right within two years to make it illegal to sell water within 10 miles of these truck depots. Two years after laws is approved, that's their that's what they're trying to do. And then two years after that, they're deciding that um, they can sell water from anywhere in their pipelines. Uh, and as was the case last summer, and this was um, testimony brought forth to the House, uh, they've literally told landowners who have signed up for Western Air Water Supply Services to their homes that if, you know, wise told them, if, if you don't give me an easement to bring a pipeline all over your land to sell to oil companies, we're not going to bring water to your house. Well, that's about as un-American as possible. But that is today's Western Air Water Supply, which is, you know, located in Wilson, and who, I might add, uh, pays itself very nice quarterly bonuses, and those are all public information that you can find out, and um, I hope that you'll do some more reporting on that, Jason. The other thing that I uncovered is, <clears throat> and and maybe, you know, I can ask two questions in one, which is <clears throat> the Potability of the water, the potability of the water, you know, you hear the terms potable water, potable water, and then you've got, you know, reverse osmosis water. I've heard that um, a lot of what the water that is sold to oil and gas companies from WAS is like the municipal water, and um, they don't need that. And so that's some extra costs and et cetera. Do you know much about that uh, particular topic there? Absolutely. Reverse osmosis, I'm a, as you know, a nuclear engineer by trade, but there's not a lot of reverse osmosis, and, and, but there is water treatment, and all of the water that is sold to oil companies from wells is potable water. It's drinking water. It's the same lines that feed truck depots and feed oil pads, feed the water faucets in every kitchen that it goes to, or every house it connects. And there is there is no stringent water requirements for you know water quality requirements for for the oil industry that's needed like that. Um, especially with these slick water fracks, which I spoke about earlier, where the average well now is twice to three times more water per well per frac. Uh, they don't need uh, the, the temperature requirements are just much less because there's less chemical added to the water, which means that impurities in the water. And not as big a deal as it used to be. Dwayne Sand, I'm going to ask you to hold that thought one more time as we take a quick pause. We'll come back in just a moment with Dwayne Sand, the president of North Star Water. You're listening to Jason Spies right here on the Multimedia Cafe. I'll have her on the harmony 
Meridian Energy Group of Belfield, North Dakota, is building the most technologically advanced oil refinery on the planet, the Davis Refinery, a project designed to achieve emission control levels the industry has never seen before. The Davis Refinery, working for North Dakota. MeridianEnergyGroupInc.com. Jason Spies, the most trusted voice in the Bakken. I totally agree with you, and the word that you brought into this is fact. You tell the facts. And then you let people make up their own minds. If you want someone who's competent, you don't want to get a bunch of rookies. Love listening to Jason Spies on the radio. And if I miss him there, I catch him online. Let's bring in Jason Spies, who is a multimedia journalist in North Dakota. Um, Jason, what's your thought on this? No one does an interview like Jason Spies. Welcome back to the Multimedia Cafe. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you folks for pulling up a stool and joining the conversation right here at the Multimedia Cafe, a place where you never know who you're going to run into or what we're going to talk about. Coming up next, we continue the conversation with Dwayne Sand with North Star Water. The purities in the water are not as big a deal as they used to be. So, yeah, so the taxpayers are spending a large amount of water for, for uh, cleaned up chlorinated wads water, which is only has one central uh, location for that treatment, which is right on the south side of Wilson by on Highway 85. As you drive in from McKenzie County to into Williams County, where Wilson is, and um, that's another flaw in their design, by the way, which means now that instead of these small towns getting water from multiple sources, now all these towns have one source, and that's called WASE, so if there's ever a major problem at that centralized treatment plant on the Missouri River south of Williston, uh, all of these towns will be affected. So that brings up an interesting question, which is, if you go back to the 1990s, uh, we had a decade, essentially, of low oil prices, you know, all but maybe one or two years, and... So to have low oil prices for a, a period of time isn't unheard of. And if WAS has a large percentage of projections and finances tied to the oil and gas industry and there's a downturn, how does that impact the uh, taxpayers? Because isn't that kind of what this is all about? Is is they're in the hole and they, they need a bailout? Well, that's exactly what this is. It's a bailout. It's a tax-funded taxpayer-funded bailout for a, a government entity, a political subdivision called the Western Area Water Supply, who has based all these projections and gotten money from the legislature based on these projections to grow a pipeline with uh, unsustainable, to unsustainable levels now such that the revenues are way less than, you know, the cash going out. So, so now they're asking private industry to bail out their competitor, which is the government selling government-subsidized treated water for oil fracking. It's ridiculous, and it's a it's a huge story. And the more that the average taxpayer in North Dakota finds out about it, when they see that their property taxes are going up because the state can't keep up with that, or the school districts are raising taxes because the state can't. Uh, at the flow of this downturn, both in the egg market and the oil market, uh, they're going to be furious about it. And they should be, because 
the legislature should never have created it in the first place to be in competition. They should have funded it with the appropriate amount of money to bring water to farmers and ranchers in small towns like it should have been, and not to rely on industrial water sales uh, putting itself directly in competition with those of us in the independent water-providing industry. So what's next uh, for this? I mean, the, everybody knows the problem. Even the the people in the state capitol know the problem, and their solution is to throw more money at it. Um, what's your idea of a solution for this problem? Well, the solution is very simple, actually. The, the solution is stop... Uh, two things. Stop growing laws, uh, except for uh, what's needed to bring water to farmers and ranchers. Get out of the industrial waters business. It, it cannot sustain, uh, it's first wrong in the first place, but it cannot sustain itself on growth from revenue projections based on an oil uh, industry who has ebbed largely and has not recovered yet in the future. The, the other solution is, and it's sad, but it's it's where we are now, is we're going to have to meet the gap uh, by directly appropriating money from the legislature. You cannot just tax uh, water in for one use in one area of the state different from other uses on the private industry once in competition with the government. So the state government who created this mess is going to have to bail out laws and, and, and when they do that, they had to fire everyone who's there, quite frankly, because they have mismanaged the growth of this and put the taxpayers at great risk, now requiring um, tens of millions of dollars in bailout money. This should never have occurred in the first place. Any final thoughts, any comments you might want to make that uh, either we didn't touch on or things you think that uh, should be restated i guess I, I like to give guests the final thoughts to go whatever direction they want so um final thoughts well it's just disappointing that uh, republican leaders are uh who created this mess their only solution is to increase taxes uh, and not cut spending like they, they should have we've created they have created this mess uh and it needs to be stopped um but they're not going to stop unless they hear from people. So more stories about educating the folks of North Dakota, I think, the more exerted on those legislators. Um, we we have to understand that, you know, if you, your industry, your revenue, you know, the I, I say to legislators all the time, who, who, who's created this wealth, this surplus? It's people, it's private businesses investing money in infrastructure and doing business uh, that creates this wealth. So to impose restrictions on generating tax revenue for the government by putting direct competition of this sort with them is wrong. And they just need to remember where they came from. And uh, and I don't know if we're going to get there it's going to take a long time, but it needs to be done. And that was Dwayne Sand with North Star Water. To listen to the full-length interview or to check out other interviews, visit thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. The Multimedia Cafe is part of the Crude Life Media Network. We have exclusive interviews. Check us out. Also, be a part of our social media 
thecrudelife.com. Click on the social media tab. All of our YouTubes and Twitters and tweeters and Facebooks are right up there on the crudelife.com. Click on the social media tab. 350,000 social media followers if you add them all up. So we'd love for you to be a part of our ever-growing social media supporters right here at the Multimedia Cafe. Well, that's going to do it for today's episode, folks. I'd like to thank you very much for joining us here at the Multimedia Cafe. I'd like to thank Dwayne Sand for joining us on today's program. And we're going to be back tomorrow at this radio station on this very time. Wait a minute. We'll be back tomorrow on this radio station at this time. And if you're tuning in on the Internet, thank you very much for streaming us. And also, for those of you downloading us on iTunes and some of the other locations of social media, etc. Thank you very much. We appreciate the support. There's a lot of places to get content out there today. Uh, you can access it through your phone. You can access it through your television. You can access it through your laptop, computer, your iPad, all kinds of different devices. In fact, and I know I joke about this a lot, but it makes you really, really think. The other day I was getting gas, and sure enough, right between the gas pumps, was a small video screen with Steve Harvey, the former host or current host of Family Feud and a few other projects on TV, Steve Harvey, giving me content, giving me news. Folks, thank you for choosing The Crude Life and The Multimedia Cafe because, quite honestly, everybody is giving you content and present. And, and guess what? We're bombarded bombarding it with you. You know how much we're bombarding you with content? Just my little program right here. Rinky dinky little multimedia cafe. We do the YouTube. We do the internet. We do radio. We do print. We're actually, our interviews end up in magazines and in newspapers. We're on iTunes. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on, I mean, you name it. We're on, we're on things. The other day, I found out that we're on some website I've never even heard of. Because when you sign up for like iTunes, you get 50 other podcast platforms too. So you get all these different platforms you've never even heard of. Who's Skitcher? Why, why, why do I keep getting stuff from them? But thank you. For anybody listening on Skitcher, thank you. Appreciate it. Wish I could meet you. Wish I knew what that app was, but it's there. So that's what's happening, folks. You are literally bombarded with, with content coming every which way so we try to take things slow we try to just you know what one thing at a time here relax a little bit have some fun you're at the cafe there's no stress here at the multimedia cafe that's why if you notice we don't talk politics i mean yeah this dude got pretty heated this dude listen to me on my soapbox uh but we don't get into the political ring a ring so it's it's interesting but um <laughs> Sorry, I'm a little bit uh, taken back that I said the word dude. I haven't done that for a long time, so I'm not sure what mindset was going on there. But, well, I'm looking at the clock, and I'm time to step down off my content appreciation soapbox because that's really what it was. It was it was half appreciation and also half of a little bit of a rant because it seems like we're getting bombarded with content these days. So thank you very much. From the staff at the Multimedia Cafe, my name is Jason Spies asking you to savor life and enjoy the spice. Author of salvation, you rose and conquered.